only nine more Sundays until Christmas. Can you believe it? We're making a list so that you can check it twice of all the best Christmas communication tips you need this season. Hey there, Church Communicator. Welcome to another episode of the Church Juice Podcast, where we are energizing church communications one 20-minute episode at a time. I'm Brian Haley. And I'm Jeanette Yates. We're here to give you the communication tools and resources you need to help you thrive no matter your title or role. It is hard to believe that we are just two months away from Christmas, which, by the way, is my favorite holiday, so I do love it. But still, it's the middle of October, yes. right? Yeah, it just feels very quick. And we all know it's coming. Like Christmas is one of the two biggies. We got Easter and yep. Christmas here in, right. in the church world that are the, our two biggies. But it still sneaks up on you because it seems like just as soon as you're wrapping up that back to school, getting everything going, it's time to start yep. getting ready for Christmas. So hopefully, church communicator friend, you are already working on this, but as someone who has worked in the church world, I know that is not always the case. So we wanted to make sure that we just outlined a couple of things for you to think about as you either are already working on your Christmas communications or you're like, Eek, it's time. So we're going to go through some things. Well, and I would say in most churches, you probably have some idea of what you're going to do for Christmas Eve, partly because Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday this year. So I'm sure in most contexts, there's been some discussion about what do we do and right. what works best for you know service time and all that kind of stuff. But we want to talk about the next two months. What are you going to do to talk about Christmas Eve or promote it or even planning the service itself? These are all things that, you know, as we talk about communication, everything we do communicates something. So as we think about a special service like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, whatever your church does, it's something that we want to consider and talk through. And so we spend time uh, probably every fall would be my guess, talking about Christmas Eve at some point. So with two months, we want to talk through today, we want to talk through the service itself, some things to keep in mind as you plan out the actual details of the service over the next couple months, and then also marketing, because we're two months away. So hopefully you are thinking about how you're going to communicate, especially if you're doing something different than normal. Yes. And so we want to spend some time talking about that. That's a good point that you mentioned, because we do typically know our Christmas service is going to be on Christmas Eve. <laughs> And it's typically the same, like typically you have like an early service and maybe you have a midnight mass or midnight service. But sometimes if you're going to change, you know, sometimes things need to change, you know, you need to change things up a bit, especially like this year, like you mentioned, Christmas Eve is on a Sunday. So normally on Christmas Eve, you may be saying, well, every year we do a 6 p.m. service and an 11 p.m. service, or we do a 6 p.m. and a 8 p.m. or whatever it is. That's what you do. Well, when it falls on a Sunday, are you going to say, okay, well, we're going to do our all of our regular services and then do Christmas Eve, or are you going to adjust? If you're doing the same, you still want to, you still need to communicate that with your audience, but especially if you're going to switch things up because people make plans, you know, just like churches make plans months in advance, people are starting to make their Christmas Eve plans, That's reservations right. for those dinners, those family you know, families coming over, all that. So you want to make sure to give them plenty of time to do that as well. 
Yeah, so when we think about the service itself, like we were just talking about, you probably have your times figured out by now or whatever your kind of rough idea is for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, for your Christmas services. But when we think about the service itself, a lot of times we have guests, either extended family that come to Christmas Eve or even people in the community, in the neighborhood that only come on Christmas or Christmas and Easter, or it's an easy time to check out the church for the first time in person. If people have been watching online, that's a good opportunity for them to connect in person too. So we want to think purposefully about the service. And of course, we should be thinking purposefully about every service we do. But Christmas Eve or your Christmas season presents a special and unique opportunity to think strategically about how to welcome in a wide array of people who have who have a vast understanding and traditions and all of those things. So when we think about the service itself, I think one of the most important things that we need to remember when we plan our Christmas services is to think about familiarity. Yes. To think about what's familiar for the general public when it comes to Christmas. So I'm talking about things like singing songs that people know, that all people know, not yes, some please. obscure Christmas <laughs> hymn. And sometimes those are okay to sprinkle in as yeah. a special or as whatever. But uh, if we want the congregation to sing, we need to make sure that we're singing songs they know. And that's a lot of times like people are coming because it is familiar. Christmas Eve is a familiar time to come to church, even if you're not in the habit of coming to church. And Absolutely. so they come for that comfort. They're coming for that familiarity. So, you know, I think having some of those, you know, where they're going to hear the Christmas story from the Bible. They're going to sing songs that they know. And I was ta- we were talking before we hit record today, and I was like, you know, another thing about those songs— is, you know, you don't have to sing all the verses. Just sing the ones we all know. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of times, hymns, Christmas hymns, especially the verses are a little bit shorter. Yes. So you can probably pack in more songs in the same amount of time if you sing the verses that people are familiar with. Yeah. So if you're big on singing congregationally, like that's a good opportunity for you to sprinkle in some songs that people know and but st- stick to the verses that they know and, you know, get a general feeling in the room of how people are, you know, excited for the Christmas season. Yeah. And I also also think it's important because we are, there is so much going on. And like, if you, if your church is deciding to do your normal Sunday services, plus your Christmas Eve, it makes it even more important to simplify the service. So, you know, you want to make it simple, make it easy for people to attend. Because like we mentioned, these are going to be, yes, the people that show up every Sunday, but also all of their family members or friends that may not, and people are just coming for the first time. And so you really want to be purposeful because, and why are we talking about this on a church communications podcast? That's the worship service podcast, right? Mm -hmm. But really, what you're doing is you're communicating with your audience, with your congregation, with the people that are there, that you understand why they're there. You understand that they are looking for something familiar. You're communicating that you're listening or that you're aware of them. So I think it is a communications piece to think about the order of service, the type of service, the elements of the service that you're going to have. Well, and another thing, you talked about simplifying the service too. That also speaks to we value you 
as a person or as a family, we value your time because the reality is church is not the central piece of people's Christmas for the most part. Mm -hmm. It is family time. It is other traditions that they have, you know, friends, neighborhood, whatever it is in the community or with their family. And so church is part of that. But if we create a an hour and a half long service and we want people to come early for hot cocoa and cookies <laughs> and then stay later for a, something else. Right. Like people have other things to do and it's okay for us to not make some huge production out of something like Christmas Eve because that values the person that communicates that we value your time. And so we're going to simplify our service to make it a 50 minute service so that you're in and out of here in an hour and you can still go to your Christmas dinner or you can still do whatever it is that your family is doing for Christmas Eve. And that's okay. Well, and I think another thing that's important too is if you're thinking right now, if you if you're listening to this and you're thinking, but we, you know, we want this to be it, you know, maybe it is the center of everything for you. Maybe there's a lot of people in your congregation that want more singing, more pomp and circumstance, more all of this. Well, you don't have to cram that all in your Christmas Eve service. Sprinkle it out mm. <laughs> during the Advent yeah. season, you know, right. have multiple yeah. opportunities for them to engage in the Christmas season, your members and the community for that matter. But you don't have to cram it all in the Christmas Eve service. Right. And you hopefully know your church, you know your context, you know what your church looks like for Christmas Eve generally. So if your church is maybe a smaller church or, you know, it's a bunch of widows and widowers and this is what we do for Christmas, that's different. But if we are talking about the the general attendance patterns for Christmas Eve, people are doing things with their family. And so we can do things throughout the Advent season that build up or build toward Christmas or build, you know, build that sense of community, but it doesn't all have to happen on Christmas Eve. So I think that's a really good point. Another thing I think about when we think about Christmas Eve and thinking about the people that will be coming is also we have to remember that a lot of families, they're bringing the whole family, Mm -hmm. all ages, including children. So you want to make sure that you're communicating ahead of time. So we're going to talk about the actual marketing piece here in just a minute. But you want to be able to let people know, is it okay for me to bring my kids? Is there going to be childcare? Are they just sitting yeah. in the service? Is there a special kids service? What What about my kids? That's what families are going to want to know. And so you right. want to be intentional in deciding. It's okay if you decide, you know, we're going to have childcare because we, you know, we don't want small children, you know, we or maybe the other way. It's okay to be intentional about that, make that decision, but then you want to communicate that well to your uh, the people that you're reaching out to. Yeah, one of the best ways that you can do that, and this kind of segues into speaking about marketing and communication, is realizing that even if you're doing the same thing with families and with kids that you do every Sunday or maybe every Christmas, if it's a little bit different, you still need to clearly communicate what it is that that's going to happen at the service. You need to clearly lay out the expectations for kids, for families, for the length of the service, for what's going to happen during the service, you need to communicate that out well. Because people who are unsure, that helps build just a little bit more trust, especially if you're following through with what you say is going to happen. <laughs> right. 
but it gives a better expectation as people try to figure out their plans and try to figure out what exactly they can fit into Christmas Eve too, or you know whatever it is that they're doing. So when we think about kids, we're thinking about communication and we're thinking about how do we clearly communicate for someone who has never come to a service or a Christmas service, how do we clearly communicate and connect with them so that they feel comfortable, they feel like they know what's going to happen, and when they walk in the doors, that actually happens, that, that we follow through on that too. So when we talk about communication, one of the ways that we can do that, the way that we can communicate what's going to happen during the service or what's going to happen with kids is obviously on your website. That's a good first spot. That should be probably your central place that you lay out all this information that you, you know, if you're having people register or RSVP or whatever, so that you have an idea of when people are coming, your website's the best place to send people so that they can get that information, sign up, whatever it is. So we start with our website. So if you haven't already, I think you need to probably make a, a Christmas landing page mm-hmm. or a Christmas page on your website that has all of the details for your Christmas service. At least the stuff that you know for sure is going to happen. We're going to have nursery, but not kids programming. We're going to have a one-hour service. We're going to, you know, whatever. And put all of that on one page so that people know where to go to. And all of your other marketing materials can point to that Christmas page. Yeah, it makes it really easy when you have one central place for everybody to go to because... You know, because that's one of, the, one of the things that is typically happens. Like we always want our members to invite people to to church, mm-hmm. but they tend to not. You know, they're not really comfortable doing it, except for at Christmas and then Easter. This is a much easier way, and if they have an easy way to, they know where all the information is on the website, and then they can share that with somebody else. That's really helpful. Another way that you can help them do that is by doing a little bit of prep work communication with them during your your you know your services leading up to Christmas mm-hmm. tell them how to invite give them a an invitation yeah. that that they can hand to somebody that has either the information all in, all on there or some of the information and then you know scan this QR code or whatever to get, you know to find out more right. so there's those ways that you can help people and and get the information out there in more ways. So one of those, of course, is to make invitations for your people to use to invite people. But what are some others that we can use? Well, we talk a lot about, I mean, we I just talked about the website, right? Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about digital ways to advertise, partly because it's usually more cost-effective, it's cheaper, and it's easier to track too. But I think what I have found, at least in my experience, is that the holiday season is a great time to go back to the traditional forms of marketing. Of course, we always say word of mouth is the best way to advertise anything. It's the best form of communication of marketing that exists, no matter if we're talking about church or Coca-Cola. It's always the best way. But Christmas and the end of the year, the the holiday season is a great time to really go back to those ways that we used to communicate. So giving flyers or giving something to your congregation to invite people like you were just talking about, that's a great way to equip your people to invite their friends and family to Christmas Eve. And that piece probably points to your website. Other things that you can think about that, you know, we don't really do this anymore, you can do direct mailers. If you're doing like a a calendar year-end appeal where you're trying to get people to donate at the end of the year, 
It should be about the holidays yes. and about the opportunity to to donate, to give. But you should definitely talk about the holidays and what your church is doing as a church in your community. I think we can also look at posters that can go up around town talking yes. about Christmas Eve or whatever's happening at your church during Christmas. Flyers, invitations, all of these print uh, or traditional forms of marketing, I think, are a great use during the holidays um, because people are around town. They're looking for these things, and often we get a, a greater return because it's something so familiar, too. Right. I was going to say it goes back to that familiarity. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're already getting other things in the mail as, as the holidays approach, so might as well send them something that it specifically invites them to join you for the Christmas service. But speaking of inviting and word of mouth, you you know, yes, word of mouth is always always the most effective way to market anything and social media is a form of word of mouth because that's where we find out what is the best smoothie maker what is the best? I don't know. That's on my mind lately. You know, we ask our people, you know, we ask our friends on Facebook or Instagram, like, what are you, you know, what do you do, do for this? What company do you use for this? We get recommendations all the time. So it's great to have a way that, you know, someone from your church can share online what's going on. So you want to use social media. Facebook events, like, don't have any, like, you know, people aren't going to RSVP on Facebook for your event necessarily, you know, but but it's good to have an event that lays out the times of your services. Now you can do actually like, so you can have one event that has several times, you know, that when right. when I was in church communication, so you, just had, you couldn't do that, mm-hmm. but now you can. And so, and then that's an easy way for people to be like, hey, I'm going to be here at Christmas, you know, or they can send it through a DM to someone like, hey, do you want to come, you know, this Christmas? I'd love to have you. So just having that availability on the web, on your Facebook, that Facebook event, of course, points where? Back to your website. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, you want to be able to have ways that people can share that on social media as well. Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned traditional marketing, but that doesn't negate the, the value of social media or digital marketing, like you can do search ads too. People are looking for Christmas Eve services around them. Yes. So if you don't use you know, Google Ads Grant or just social ads in general, Christmas is a good time to do that. Social media is a great way to share what's happening in your community. Talk about not just as a bulletin board of events and all of that, but give people the opportunity to share and invite their network on social media as well. So all of those are great ways. To, to, I think, communicate well during the, the holiday season. Well, and I have another hot tip, quick tip um, for social media, and you could actually use this with, your, with email too, but one of the ways that you can get people excited about Christmas at your church and what's going on at your church, especially if you have Christmas events or Christmas activities or Christmas services that kind of tie together leading up to Christmas Eve, like at my church, we have a lot of you know, different smaller events that Mm -hmm. are outreach events or even just for our kids that are in our church. But we still invite the community to that and using social media to share about like, look at all this fun stuff that's happening. You can come to this. Then of course you can use those outreach events to connect with those people. And then you can send them, you know, you send them in the mail or send them an email. You can send them 
an invitation to your actual church services. So just doing a little bit of work in preparation, like, you know, we can get people ready and excited and also kind of share, like, these are, these are some things that we do at Christmas here at our church. We would love Mm -hmm. to have you join us. And then, you know, here's what the Christmas Eve service is going to be like. Those are all things that you can share through videos, through reels, through stories and things like that. I know our church, we do a live nativity. We actually have animals, like live animals that are brought. And that is always a highlight. So we have lots of pictures from previous years and we always love sharing that on our social media. It gets, if you want to get some traction on your social media, (laughs) share a, you know, like a little baby goat or something. Right. (laughs) It'll do it every single time. All right. So that was my like bonus tip there. Yeah, it's something different that's yeah. on your social media. It's not just a graphic about what's happening on Sunday or whatever, right? So it catches people's attention, and that's the idea. One last thing that I wanted to point out that that you almost touched on is really using everything really from today, because we're two months out, today through Christmas. Every opportunity that we have with these holiday season gatherings that happen or outreach events or whatever, but... We need to be giving next steps, actionable next yes. steps for people. If they're coming to the live nativity, what is the next step that you want them to take? Yeah. Give them an actionable item. It's probably Christmas Eve. Yeah. And on Christmas Eve, what is the actionable next step? Right. Is it a meet the pastor event? Is it something that's happening next week? Is it, you know, what is the next step? Always provide a next step. And as we head into this holiday season, think about how you are pointing people to a deeper relationship with Jesus, how you are pointing them into a uh, fuller, more complete uh, faith formation, discipleship process, whatever that is, we're giving next steps. And this season is a great way to give next steps throughout every event that we do. All right, well, as we wrap things up, I just want to point out that we love having conversations like this in our Facebook group. So if you're not a member of the Church Juice Insiders Facebook group, We will have a link in the episode description. I would love to have you join the group, join our conversation. Later this week, we're going to have a a Christmas-centered conversation where we can talk about what your church is doing for Christmas Eve or the Christmas season and how you are advertising and communicating it. So I'd love to have you part of that conversation. So if you haven't already, make sure that you jump into the Church Juice Insiders Facebook group. Thanks for listening to the Church Juice Podcast. On next week's episode, we're going to talk about delegating church communications work. How to identify what to delegate and how to do that well. The Church Juice Podcast is a listener-supported production of Reframe Ministries, a family of programs designed to help you see your whole life reframed by God's gospel story. You can learn more at churchjuice.com.